Hey, lovely people. Welcome to Heart of Dating today. I'm your host, Kate Warman, and right now we are in the middle of a mini-series where we are conquering some of your biggest dating questions. For this mini-series, my rad friend J.D. Rogers, pastor and single dude at the porch in Texas, has joined me for these epic conversations. And today we're having a pretty serious conversation that I just think so many of you guys need to hear. We are talking about daddy issues and dating. Now I feel as though this episode title speaks for itself, but I just have to be the first to say, I have struggled with daddy issues for my whole life and I've worked on them for so many years on end in therapy. But I would be remiss to say that those things don't still sometimes come up in my dating relationships. So today, this conversation with JD, it was such a breath of fresh air as we just talked really openly and honestly about how to deal with daddy issues and dating and how to really process and heal these things so we can show up as our best selves. But not only that, we also talked about how to take steps to generationally make changes in our life for our future marriages and future families. So without further ado, let's get into this conversation about daddy issues and dating. Okay, JD, we are back again. Today, we're Mm -hmm. talking about daddy issues and dating. I just got to get it out there. (laughs) Wow. That (laughs) is a bomb. Some people right now just turned it up. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, Some people turned it up and some people turned it down. (laughs) They're like, wait a second. (laughs) Daddy issues. I'm driving to work. I'm not trying to go here right now. (laughs) Yeah. Y'all, listen, buckle up. No, it's going to be good. But I think that why we're bringing this up, you actually wrote a post a while ago, JD, about just how father and daddy issues kind of, I'm saying daddy issues, but it's like father wounding, you know, our father wounds show up and how we are dating today. And you can, I'd love for us to kind of split this in a sense of talking about from the guy side. And then I'd love to talk about it on the girl side, because that's been a lot of my story. So I don't know if you want to start on the guy side, but oof. Yeah. Before we get started, I'd love just to honor my dad Mm -hmm. uh, really quick. My dad passed away from cancer five years ago. And what I'm about to say, he modeled for me beautifully. I had a very, very good dad. And like he, he raised me as a man of God. He was my pastor. He was my best friend. He was an amazing husband to my my mom and showed me what affection looks like. He showed me what it looks like to be so in love, even after 20 plus years of marriage. He was amazing. And so I just want to start out by honoring him. And uh, a lot of what I'm about to say are things I got from his leadership in my life. And so with that being said, I do my job. I teach and get to lead uh, at a, a ministry called The Porch, which is a young adult ministry for people in their 20s and 30s. And Navigating through the muddy waters of young adult years, which is just packed with so much. And a lot of my job just looks in like just sitting down and hearing people's stories and and talking to people and and hearing about what makes them who they are, what makes them tick, what makes them, you know, have repeated unhealthy relationships or go for the abusive guy or end up with just hooking up with girls and, and being scared of commitment or being emotionally unavailable or being so hard hearted, like what is it? And so many times, one of the first questions I, I ask right off the bat is like, hey, can you tell me about your parents? And what I really mean by that is, can you tell me about your dad? Can I hear about you and your relationship with your dad? And I'm not kidding. I mean, almost every time, and it's so sad. It like it grieves me. A person's unhealth 
or unhealthy tendencies is usually attached to their father and to the, the example they got in him, the way they received love from him, the modeling of their father. And so right off the bat, the role of a father, the role of a mother, but the role of a father is so important. So this, this pertains to both parties listening to right now, both genders, men, your role matters. Who you're becoming right now as a man of God matters, and it's going to impact your future children in the way that they interact with other people's future children. So right now, do the hard work to make sure that you are a father worth following. And that sets the right example. And then for women, who you marry matters. He will be the father of your children. And so think to yourself, what were the things that your dad did or did not do that shaped who you are? And don't let that repeat itself. And that might hurt. And that might make you go, hey, that was my dad, though. And, you know, I love him and he provided for me or he got me through college or whatever. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's who you have to be with or not get to acknowledge those things as wrong and, and wrongful to you. And you don't want that for your future daughters and sons. And so I want to start off there and just, and just say that. But in the context of relationships, it plays such a huge role because I think and I want you to speak to some of your experience and what you know. But like a lot of times we don't even realize we're doing it, but we are searching for the person and for guys. Actually, I, I do hear a lot of times guys, they act like their dad, but they look for their mom. Mm. And so women who you're becoming matters. Yes. And then women, they act like their mom a lot of times and they're looking for their dad. There's this like vertical line to the same gender parent and then like a cross line, yeah. you know, like because they're looking at the modeling. Yes. And so it's, it's, it's like natural. Like No one talks about it, but it's just so it makes so much sense when you think about it. Yes. And so with that, I just want you to talk about your personal experience, but also just say you're not alone. And I bet a lot of people right now can identify, oh yeah, I do go for jerks. And because my dad was kind of a jerk or really harsh toned people or kind of intimidating people or passive people or abusive people, so on and so on and so on. So, And it comes in various forms, I will say, because maybe you had a dad that was more abusive or who was more emotionally unavailable or had an addiction or what have you. Or maybe you had a dad that just really was not in touch with his emotions and like didn't know how to show love. And bo- and that would still affect you, you know, because mm-hmm. that would still come off as emotionally unavailable, even if he, he was seemingly like doing a great job, which I think I'm under the the belief system that I believe every person is doing the very best that they can. Some people just, you know, like the father you had that didn't love you the way you deserve to be loved is probably because they also had a father that didn't love them the way they deserve to be loved. And it's all trickles down, you know? And so as a female, I do have, um, I have father wounding and I love my father and I don't, I don't talk a lot about this, so I'm not going to go into a lot of details because it's just really sacred for me. But I do know that some of the issues in my home growing up caused me to look for validation from men because I wasn't getting the that kind of validation that I needed from my parental figures as a child, you know? And so it made me, and I will say this, my mom was also really preoccupied with the issues and my parents were just having issues. And so my mom was preoccupied. There were issues with my dad. And therefore I just always felt like I have to perform. I have to perform. I need validation. Like nobody's giving it to me, you know? And so that turned into then me 
looking for validation, whatever it looked like, mm-hmm. and especially validation from men and which led me to being boy crazy. I mean, like when I was six years old, I like had my first kiss. Like I like literally then moved into like having being obsessed with a boy at the age of 10, being obsessed with another boy who lived in Canada at 11, which that like it lent into to completely like I was boy crazy. And in high school, I always talk about this as part of my story for from the age of basically 13 slash 14 at pretty much 24, I dated nonstop for 10 full years, was basically never single. And I just went, flew through it. It was like boyfriend to another boyfriend to another boyfriend, then sometimes long term boyfriends and then sometimes short stints in between. But even after like long relationships, I didn't waste time, got someone else, you know? And so, and a lot of times I just felt like I needed that validation. And then also, secondly, as I dated a lot of emotionally unavailable men and, uh, you know, my 10-year stint ended with me dating a guy who is very abusive in every way. And so I think for me, after this whole process, I kind of had to take a step back after the 10 years of dating back-to-back and really looked at, okay, Kate, why? what's going on that you need to always have a man in your life. Like who is Kate without a man? Why are you dating men mm. like that? And what are you looking for that you're not getting from God? What What is it that you don't see in yourself that you need to reclaim as part of your identity? What was taken away from you? And so I'll be honest that this has taken years. And there are still things like I went a year ago to Onsite, which is a, a therapy retreat center in, outside of Nashville. There were more things that came up with some of my father wounding and childhood parental wounding that I was like, wait, really? Like there's still stuff coming up, you know? Yeah, I think too. And a lot of people might not realize this. And and, and I don't know where people, a lot of people like listeners in this is like are at with their faith or how deep they are with their faith. I know this is a faith-based podcast for sure. But I think a lot of people don't understand the instinct of putting so much weight into your earthly father because God's design was for, you know, the Bible speaks to so much of our relationship with God being that of a father to his children. Like he's a father to the fatherless. He's a father. He's a father. He's a father. And because he loves his children and like, you know, Romans talks about how we're no longer slaves to sin, but sons adopted and who we cry, Abba, father, like our dad, daddy. and God loves his children. And so he loves us so much that he was like, I'm going to even show you an example of how much I love you. They're giving you your own children. And that isn't even a fraction of my love for you, but it's the closest thing you'll get on earth until you're united with me. But when you're a kid, you just as much have that modeling and that instinct to be like, I'm going to find my security, significance, and satisfaction from this figure. Because it's the closest thing I have to an example of God's love for me. Right. God's like God, how God sees my worth, my dignity, my passions, and like my his care for me. So not only does this impact relationships with people, but your father wounds impact your view of God. Yeah. Because you're like, man, wow. if my own earthly father didn't love me or want me or didn't care enough to tell me he loved me or he was proud of me or like show me physical affection or whatever or if he left or, or whatever it might be how in the world would this god who allowed him to be like that or how why would this god see me as worthy or see me as want like some, someone worth wanting or loving or 
you know, whatever it might be. And so that's why so many people, I encourage them, hey, before you go project all of this hurt onto a person, first, make sure that you find that identity in God. And mm-hmm. you're, 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 you're confident in that you're in your, in your relationship with your father, God. And, and you have, I think you would agree, like you got to get that right and address those wounds of how your earthly father impacted your, in your view of your heavenly father. And then once you get that secure of like, man, no matter what my earthly father did to me, I'm so secure now as a daughter or a son of God. Now I get to go operate as who God says I am and the way God treats me. I get to go treat this significant other that way, not based off of how my earthly father modeled it for me. Does that make sense? Oh, it so does. And then the second piece that I, that when I'm coaching people is like, and also not only how you believe God sees you, your view of God, but then what do you actually think about yourself? You know, truly in the depth of your core, what was it that your father made? Like, what did he do that made you believe certain things, whether it was what he said or didn't say? And how has that been exasperated by future relationships? Like, what do you truly believe about yourself? We have to figure that out because otherwise we're always going to be looking for somebody like in a relationship, especially if I feel like I'm unworthy, I'm going to go to a relationship to make me feel worthy. Right. And so how do we find that worthiness through God and know, like rebuild that for ourselves in our healing time and our singleness. And I also just want to caveat and say, none of this is like a perfect process. I just admitted like, I'm dating. I, you know, I'm in a process of dating and still last year, I, more stuff came up about my father wounding, you know? So like, that's okay. Like, that's okay. If things come up, I I do believe that what's beautiful about this whole process is we can address it as best as we possibly can heal from it. And I believe too, with the right person, so much of that also gets healed together in a sense, like your relationship with a man one day and the way that person shows up in secure love and how it will also together that will be healing in itself and be generationally the difference for like your future generation. I mean, I just got to say that as well, that that's the beautiful part. And I'm getting into like attachment theory a little bit now, but yeah, so there isn't like a fully set process of like you're fully healed from your father wounding forever now go date you know like I don't think it necessarily happens like that all right you guys I have a message quickly for my lady friends I am in my 30s and I am yet to be married As such, it's crossed my mind a time or two about my fertility status. If you're curious like me about your fertility and want to stop being anxious about something you just have no idea about, then I want to share with you a brand that can possibly ease your mind here. It's called Modern Fertility. Modern Fertility makes finding out about your fertility possible with easy at-home fertility hormone testing. I believe in this space, knowledge is power, and I want you to be able to make the best decision for your body, your health, and your future. So that's why Modern Fertility was created. It's the easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. All you have to do is mail in your results with a prepaid label, and you'll get personalized results back within 10 days. Now, traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility is only $159 to get the exact same information. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash heart, you can get $20 off of your test. Also, if you have an HSA or FSA, you can use those dollars on Modern Fertility as well. 
You guys, it's so great. You will get insight into how many eggs you have, your hormone levels, and any reproductive red flags that might be happening. And you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. So if you do want kids today, or maybe one day, I wanna encourage you, get the information you need right now so you can start preparing for that decision in your life. Go to modernfertility.com slash heart, and you can get $20 off your test today. All right, all right, where are my creative friends at today? You guys, what's so interesting about the last few years, and then especially in COVID, is that we have seen a turn towards entrepreneurship and even content creation. And if you become an entrepreneur or a content creator, then you also know it takes some work to produce incredible content and not only produce the content, but then make it look incredible when you're delivering it. That's why when I discovered Issue, I was so grateful because it's a service that really helps solve so many of my creative content issues. Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital publications from brochures to magazines to sales collateral and so many other things. It's perfect for creators, marketers, designers, educators, publishers, salespeople, or just anyone who really wants to make eye-catching content, which so many of us are doing in this digital climate right now. Issue also makes it really easy. You only have to upload your PDFs and files and then Issue will transform them using your vision and customizable templates to create the content that you exactly desire. With Issue, you create it once and then you can distribute your content everywhere. Everything is optimized to post on your website and social platforms like Instagram and Facebook. They even help you make animated Instagram stories, which is awesome. You guys can start using Issue right now for free and then they also offer premium features that give an even more customizable experience. You can get started with Issue today by signing up at issue.com forward slash podcast and then using promo code HOD at checkout for a free account or for 50% off your premium account. So that's issue, I-S-S-U-U dot com slash podcast and then use code HOD for a free account or for 50% off of a premium account. I promise you content creators out there, this is gonna save the day. Here's what I see a lot with men specifically. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of, I don't know why, but I think sometimes in culture it's like, oh, she has daddy issues. Right. Yes. And exactly. that could not, I'm going to go ahead and take away that myth because man, every guy I talk to, I'm like, oh, you have more daddy issues than any girl I've talked to. You just never have even tried to process or acknowledge that it's there. You're not in touch with your feelings even. And it's so sad. The reason why they're not in touch with their feelings because their dad wasn't in touch with his feelings. Yeah. And they never saw it modeled for them. So I have to teach them how to be in touch. It's like you have to first teach them to even acknowledge that things are there and go, and that's okay. And you can cry. You can talk about it. And you can feel it. And so many times the story I hear, this is a classic one. Like, man, the only time my dad ever even seemed truly proud of me or interested in me is when I did something good in sports Mm. and or when I did something good that he liked when I got into that college or when I got that job and so therefore it tells me hey only based off what I do and how I perform is what earns an attaboy from dad and and maybe a pat on the back so therefore everything now is about doing to achieve something and I can never amount or be enough, and I'm going to let you down. Therefore, what's the point? Which results in flakiness, ghosting, addiction to pornography, 
because they go and they're like, well, I can't get this right with a person because I'm a mess up, I'm a screw up, blah, 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 blah. So I'll just go satisfy my needs in these other ways that don't require me to commit or to really tap into these issues. And, and there's so many different things there. Man, that also ties into something else we talked about in a previous episode, why we have so many female friendships. We're needing validation from women because instead of addressing it, we're like, well, I'll just keep inadvertently doing that. Anyway, just a side note. Yes. Yep. And, and, and females are often a safe place to feel and to express hurt or express emotions. But man, you got to get over that. And I believe like you got to do that with men. Not because the women aren't qualified to technically point you to truth and help you, but they're not, they shouldn't have to. Like that's 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 putting them in a weird position to have to go into something so deep mm, with you yeah. and, and to help you in a way that like they're just not, that just gets things really messy. And so don't put them in that position. Learn how to be vulnerable, honest, and express these hurts and these wounds with other men. And, and there just has to be more of that. We have yes. to normalize that culture amongst men because it's real and it's everywhere. And there's going to be, you're only going to be met probably with relatability, dude, me too. Or this is what this looks like, or this is what that looks like. And, and it's such, you got to create those safe places. And so ask yourself, if I don't feel like I can do that with the guys in my life right now, am I with the right guys? Like, what, what am I, what, what am I doing? And like, I would encourage you get put into a church, find the right people, because that is where real life, like, I mean, you can experience such freedom from that. And it, you got to start there. And what I would say is like, if you will find that healing with, with guys, that's going to impact your pursuit and your relationship with women. Yes. It's like, it's such a helpful, it's like, well, what about the girls? Like, how, when am I getting time with girls? If I'm doing, you know, it's like, trust me, if you get this right with the guys, like it's going to impact, it's going to make you a better boyfriend, a better pursuer of women, a better leader, a more clear leader, a more in touch with your feelings and emotions. I saw you make a post the other day, Kate, yeah. about girls think it's attractive when guys are in touch with their feelings and emotions yes. and know how to process and cry and go there. Yes. Like that's seen as a good thing. That's seen... That is that is seen as a would you even say it's seen as a masculine thing? Yes, this is the character yeah. of Jesus. Favorite in the Gospels, Jesus wept. Okay, like hey, Jesus wept, Jesus cried, right? Like seriously, deeply. Yes, yes. I don't know when that changed, and it's such a sad thing that I'm. I'm but I'm seeing. I want you to be encouraged, and for the girls listening, be encouraged. Like I am seeing that change, though. Yeah. Like as a guy so on the good. ground with other guys. I'm meeting more and more guys that I have to do less coaching because they're like, no, I can talk about my feelings. I can cry. Yeah. I can go there. And I'm yeah. like, let's go. Okay. Yes. And uh, next thing you know, we got a box of tissues or we're, you know, it's <laughs> not, it's not all over our hoodie sleeve. And so, you know, and it's, it's just, it's incredible. And so wounds are real mm-hmm. and, and they're there and a relationship isn't going to fix them. No, I think all we can do is do our best to recognize, to really do the work of, and I'm talking to a wide variety of people from the person whose father was clearly absent, abusive, abandoned, to then the person whose father was just emotionally not very available, you know, or emotionally didn't. I didn't hug you, didn't tell you he loved you, didn't comp- didn't um, affirm you in anything except for what you did, you know, like, cause that's, that's yeah. also like things I experienced was like, I was mainly affirmed for my doing. So then I just wanted to do more. Okay. That's how I re- achieve worth and value. Insert my Enneagram yeah. threeness is because I'm like, exactly. oh, 
oh, that's how I receive love by achieving. Okay. You know, you got to recognize a lot of some of our issues in dating do often come from our childhood wounding and a lot of times the father wounding. And it's just, it's really great burden. It's like a really great wound that we just need to look into, get curious on. I definitely say also bring it to therapist, especially if you're listening right now and you're like, maybe I do have some father wounding. Bring that to a therapist. Go into that. Even if you think your dad was a perfect dad in the world, there's sometimes it's just good to be able to digest this. And again, by saying you have some wounding from your father, it's not to say they were the most horrific father on the planet. I just want to destigmatize that because there are perfectly great fathers that were doing the best that they can that still just didn't have the emotional capacity that you needed as a child. Uh, and just, yeah, and my, my dad didn't have a dad. Yeah. Like my dad did not have a dad. So he was the first generation of a dad who was trying to do it right. Mm -hmm. And he made huge mistakes. Yeah. Like he made huge mistakes. I'm going to make huge mistakes. Yes. So I feel like that's my charge for people. And then to say like, okay, once you recognize some of that, do your best to heal from that as much as you can. Like, and recognize where you've been turning to for your vices or numbing or validation. And, you know, there's a new path forward. Uh, I, I would, I'm not trying to like make like a, this isn't like a shameless plug or anything, but mm-hmm. I did a message at the porch. If anyone wants to go listen where it's a further conversation, uh, you can just go to YouTube or Spotify or Apple and type in the porch, uh, stop numbing, start healing. Mm, that's good. And I did a message on that earlier in the year. And it's about this topic of, Hey, sometimes you have to do the hard work to have the right heart work. And, Ooh. um, like hey, the hard good. work. <laughs> Like before you can like get your heart pumping and working towards someone else, you got to do that hard work first of addressing all of those wounds and the ways that you've numbed and the ways that you coped in unhealthy ways. So that way you can put your heart to work toward like evaluating someone for dating and all that different stuff. And so do the hard work that's necessary. And you want to do your best to not let your daddy issues project onto who you're dating it might happen though, but you want to be able to acknowledge it, address it in, in, in a healthy Have way. Have an awareness of it, yes. Yes, like grow from it and, and talk about it. Like, hey, last time I kind of went a little cray cray and I realized it had nothing to do with you. I felt triggered because one time my dad blank or, you know, like being able to do that will take you so far. So. Yes, yes. All right. So good. JD, so good. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.